0: Green and growing with Ashley Frasca
1: Plants, flowers, trees and stuff Brought to you by Pike Nurseries
2: On 95.5 WSB Welcome to your Saturday morning I'm your host Ashley Frasca You know, really want to thank you For continuing to listen to 95.5 WSB You know that we are always here for you Have been all last week And the week before with all that's going on in the news So we're going to have a fun show today We're going to talk about gardening, of course But a lot of things ahead for you We're going to have Walter Wonders, of course Our weekly segment coming up at 6.30 with a plant quiz Walter's going to quiz myself and a traffic colleague We'll see how we do with that And in the 7 o'clock hour, an interview that I've spent a lot of time putting together for you Kind of consumer protection How to protect yourself From bad landscapers and from bad lawn care companies So I'll have some friends from the Urban Ag Council and Gwinnett Tech Join me for that And stay tuned at 8.30, a fun game show If you're a fan of a $100,000 pyramid You'll definitely have fun playing along I want you to stay listening for three hours to green and growing To start the show off, we'll take calls 404-872-0750 First up, Crystal in Cartersville How are you? Hey, good morning, Ashley. How are you? I am great. I'm having a blast today. My question is about moss, uh, if you have
0: just a moment. the uh, Most people seem to try to get rid of it. We bought a house that has a pretty substantial area uh, that has beautiful, thick moss that my kids love to run around on. We have noticed that some areas grow better than other areas, and I have never attempted to keep it. So I have no idea uh, what would be a good plan of action to try to, to get the areas to all fill in so it's
3: It's nice and and flush everywhere
2: I'm envious because as soon as you said the kids running Around and I mean I think moss is the best It's soft it stays in Place it's green it's beautiful so it Really needs three things three ideal Things crystal to to have success there And it's probably growing there because of this Dense clay soil which we know We've got Georgia red clay but compacted And it just probably hasn't been tilled Or nothing's been done to it a long time And it's shady and it's just an Area whether it's low lying or because of the Shade it stays moist so all three of Those conditions are ideal so Actually it may be easier than you think to Make it spread it takes a while to spread It's not like a grass that's going to Shoot off runners and spread that quickly But it's easy to transplant If someone has it in their yard That doesn't want it you can get a, a Square bladed shovel and just scoop It up almost like sod pieces and it's Just easy to transplant in a Sense just place it right where it needs to be And it'll take hold there's a lot Of things online Pinterest and Places like that people swear by Buttermilk, putting existing moss And buttermilk into a blender And doing all kinds of things You'll get mixed reviews, a lot of gardeners Swear by it, some say that that only Works in really high humidity areas Which, I don't know, I mean at certain times of the year Georgia could be high humidity But that's worth a, a day of Science experiment with the kids if you wanted To do that, but otherwise just Take it where it's really dense in some places And dig up a few little patches Maybe like a 3 by 3 patch if you can And just kind of start to move some around Like carpet pieces and see if it spreads
0: Perfect, perfect Well thank you so
2: much for your time Yeah, Have a great day You too, I really appreciate the call That's so fun I can just see Crystal's kids running around on the moss That's that's really a nice like little spring and summer image Michael in Douglasville You're on Green and Growing Good morning
1: uh, Good morning I went to uh, Pike's Nursery last week I bought uh, two apple trees. It's the first time I've ever bought apple trees. Mm-hmm. One of them was a uh, sweet and delicious, and the other one it was a granny smith. And uh, I planted them last week about 10 feet apart, and I've never planted them before. And I was hoping I did everything right. And I was just wanting to know how long it usually takes. Before you can actually see some progress Because I went out in the backyard yesterday And I've got a green leaf already coming out on this apple tree That and it, I, it surprised me and everything
2: That is really exciting Okay, so first of all, six feet is ideal for spacing for apple trees I like the fact that you got two different varieties For pollination and just for, you know, different tastes and things like that Now, the bad news, and I won't say bad news necessarily, but it could take up to four years, maybe five years before they start bearing fruit. And has Uh anyone ever told you about how important it is to prune them? Do you know anything about the pruning regimen to go through?
1: Uh, No, I don't
2: So I'm going to give you a great resource Because, Michael, this is almost going to become a hobby for you If you're really serious about this You'll see, you know, apple trees and fruit trees That have just been left for years and years and years And the limbs are crossing and they're just everywhere And that is not ideal for for good fruit production at all So right as you buy that, there's something you head the the main stem like you, it's almost like you're cutting off the top of the main stem of that apple tree and I know that seems kind of counterintuitive but that's one of the first things you do as you plant that and fall would have been ideal and now that you're you know you planted it recently and it is warming up it's more of a burden on you to just make sure it stays watered but I think you're going to do that you sound pretty dedicated right
1: yeah, I am. Well, there was a, the lady at Pike's Nursery told me she said, well, it, you need to put it to where it will get a lot of sunlight. Yes. So I did that. And uh I watered it and everything and uh I was going to buy two sweet and delicious apple trees just to like and she said no. She said you got to buy two varieties cuz if you don't it won't produce as good as it will if you had two varieties. So I went ahead and got a sweet delicious and a Granny Smith and planted them
2: That's great, I think you did very well So yeah, you're doing great And you know you're going to watch the soil moisture And all of that So what I want you to do is print off this one page It's very, very simple But it's got great diagrams that can explain pruning Much better to you than I can Go to extension.uga.edu The extension offices for the University of Georgia Extension.uga.edu And all you type is apple And there's going to be this great diagram to show you what to expect And how to prune the branches And like the ideal shape that these apple trees need to be So that, you know, it it doesn't, you know, promote pests and things And also a lot of sunlight's going to be able to get in there So yeah, you'll see flowering and all of that But I would give it four to five years before you expect any fruit production But it can be done, I promise Peg and Tucker, good morning
0: Good morning, Ashley. I was over at Pike the other day getting a tree identified. Uh-huh. It's the first one that comes up, uh, blooms in the spring, and it's called a quince.
2: Yes, a flower quince. a beautiful color. Aren't those gorgeous? And now, did you get one?
0: Well, I have one that I was trying to figure out how to take care of. The lady helped me out a lot, and she explained the different varieties. So I didn't get one then. I'm kind of on a budget, and I did want to offer to any of your listeners who are on a budget, if they want to plant a tree... They can come over to my yard and get an acorn
2: (laughs) And they'll have their very own oak tree, won't they? (laughs) Start from seed That's right, and that is kind of cool to watch that happen Well, so Peg, also I can recommend to you I mean, Pike Nursery is a great place to get a tree, as we all know But they have a lifetime guarantee on trees and shrubs So if you mess it up, if some freak of nature happens to the tree That's kind of an insurance policy for you Have you ever seen the fruit to a quince?
0: There are two different kinds of quince. One of them has fruit and one of them doesn't
2: Yeah, one's just flowering And they've got beautiful white flowers, sometimes pink But for those of you who plant quince for the fruit It's like a really ugly, misshapen lemon Almost, you know, like a pear and a lemon kind of crossed together Is what it looks like But yeah, Peg, you think on it and you let us know Now, have you planted trees in your landscape before, though? I have. So you'd consider yourself pretty knowledgeable on how to do that, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, did they live? Well,
0: one a long time ago lived. It was a Christmas tree.
2: Oh, okay. Very good. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it was in burlap. And yeah. you took the
2: burlap off, right? You didn't we, put that in the ground. We
0: we dug and dug and dug and dug. <laughs> Ooh, I hear you. <laughs> but it lived. It lived, and it it grew, and it was there forever.
2: Great. Well, hey Peg, thank you for checking in. I really Really appreciate you taking the time to call this morning. And
0: thank you, okay. Ashley, for being there.
2: Thanks. Have a great weekend. 404 up to Cobb County in Marietta. Good morning, Marsha. How are you?
3: Good morning. I'm doing well.
2: You've got a great question. What can we help you with?
3: Yes, I have my peace lily, and it has brown on the very tips of the leaves, plus when i water it it's always wet it doesn't dry out it doesn't seem and um i water it like once every 3 weeks and wow. i water it about 22 ounces or something
2: okay how big of a pot is it in is it in like maybe it,
3: it's hmm. in the pot that i bought it in that's what i was wondering if i need to put it in a different pot it's about uh, 10 inches
2: in diameter Okay, yeah, I would guess a one-gallon one, one gallon pot Or maybe a little bit smaller yeah. So spathophyllum, peace lily A lot of folks recognize these houseplants Dark green, beautiful, shiny leaves Of course, it has the white Little flower that comes up from it. So medium to low light. Do you have it in the right light setting? Yeah, low
3: light. Okay, yeah. very
2: good. Yes, they can definitely tolerate a low light situation. And the brown at the tips of the leaves. As soon as you said that, that is key with most houseplants. Characteristic of too much water. And as you've as you've identified properly, the soil staying wet yeah. as well. So overwatering is the most common cause of death with peace lilies, Marsha. And three weeks. I mean that I I like that that you're not. I mean, that's that's a pretty wide spacing to me To be watering yeah. But just, I mean, the the best thing is just our finger You know, sticking your finger in the soil And making sure the soil is completely dried out Before you water So you may even want to go to once a month But you just kind of have to check oh. Peace lilies are really hard okay. to keep on a You don't want to necessarily a consistent water, watering regimen With peace lilies It's just kind of a touch and go kind of situation And you need to feel out the soil But do you have any tray underneath it That's keeping... You know, like is stagnant water sitting underneath in a tray because it'll the plant will wick up any water that's down there below it and is everything dry and taking well, care of it. Well, I've got
3: it in a bigger pot. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I got it just sitting in a huge pot.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's
3: in an empty pot. So there there is that tray that's catching the water.
2: Okay. And we could we could repot it because honestly if it's know, if I it's wonder. in too big of a pot, you may want to go a little bit smaller because that's going to, you know, bring the soil Content down a little bit If it's in the properly sized pot So that, I would think about that And definitely waiting for the soil To completely dry out In between waterings too They're very drought tolerant And actually what a lot of folks Successfully do If it's in a room that you pass by Every single day And you see it every day If you start to notice That it's drooping that's gonna be an indication of when it needs water and that's okay. That's oh. okay to let it get to the very brink. Oh okay. you know, you walk by it okay. tomorrow and see, Oh gosh, it's drooping. You're not gonna, okay. you know, risk killing it if you water it right away. But that's how it's gonna tell you that it needs water. But yeah, those brown tips on the leaves, it is retaining too much water. So let's start with repotting it, and putting it in a little bit smaller pot and and get off the three week regimen. Just really do it when it oh, needs okay. it. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, because what I've been doing is testing the soil with my finger, and then if it was wet, like if it was dry for like an inch or something, I would water it. Mm-hmm. But I guess it needs to be drier, right? The soil deeper down? Yeah,
2: you could stick your finger further down. But like I said, that was key for me to ask kind of what was going on underneath, you know, because if if the top of the soil is dry, that's just the air blowing around in your house and the vents and things. But if the bottom soil is staying wet, that kind of maybe indicated to me it was wicking it up from, you know, a plastic tray that was staying wet or whatever. So keep everything dry around it and repot it and definitely check back with me and let me know how that works out. And just okay. maybe you know introduce some fresh soil as well, too. If that yeah. soil has just stayed so soggy, you may want to just toss it out and put some new potting soil in there. Oh,
3: okay Because it's in an empty pot what it is I got the pot that I bought it in And I put it in a bigger empty pot
2: Okay, yeah You see, see some, what I'm saying? Yeah, some water and may so be staying that, in the bottom of that pot
3: That's got the water in it, probably Yep,
2: probably So, so yeah, take yeah. it out of that, you know, the planting okay. container and, and put it in okay. a, a smaller it pot Okay, in just one pot Yep, okay. that's great Thank you, Marsha All right well, thank you. All right, have a good Saturday morning, four oh four eight seven two zero seven fifty. We will be back on green and growing right after this.
1: Self-isolation never sounded so good. Listen to Atlanta's news and talk while you're at home on the WSB radio app or tell your smart speaker, play ninety-five point five WSB. This is Kirk Muller with Atlanta's most accurate dependable forecast this afternoon, mostly to partly cloudy, highs eighty-two to eighty-four, low sixty-six. Tomorrow, a 30% chance of a light shower in the morning, mostly cloudy, high 76. Monday, mostly cloudy, high 71, low 55.
2: Thank you so much for that weather update. Weather is sponsored by Finley Roofing. Here on Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB, you know the weather and gardening go hand in hand so closely. In the next hour, I talk to Channel 2 Action News meteorologist Katie Walls as my celebrity gardener. And we kind of uh, discussed that tie-in You know, so much of what us gardeners are able to do Of course, depends on the weather And speaking of, I know you're itching to get out in the yard this weekend Everyone is so ready for spring So let's do this Green and
1: Growing Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca Here's your garden to-do list this week
2: One of the things about this show that was very important to me Was just getting back to Garden Basics I admit I get a little overwhelmed in the yard sometimes And you just seem to get overwhelmed or intimidated by the things you don't know So that's what we try to do every Saturday on the show Is kind of help keep you in line And make sure you're just doing a little bit at a time And you're learning as you go So first of all, want to examine the backside of a lot of your shrubs That could be euonymus shrubs Camellia, most of those are done blooming But this is the time scale insects are going to be born The little babies are going to hatch And you don't want scale Wax scale and tea scale are a couple of common ones You know, in areas like Florida They have purple scale, brown scale Our little guys are generally, when they're babies They're like orange But then when they get a little more mature They're white That is very easy to often see on the stems Or the underside of the leaves What you want to do is get ahead of it And start spraying with a horticultural oil If the pests are already present Or you just see the beginnings of them on the plants Because what they're going to do They suck the sap out of the leaves And that leads to the plant dying You know, a few years ago I had a sky pencil holly On either side of my front door And just each long skinny stem One by one started turning brown And I didn't get ahead of the scale That's exactly what killed it So horticultural oil is going to be the best And it kind of breaks down that waxy coating That the insects have And then they release something The black, like sooty mold is what we call it And so then you see the black on the backsides of the leaves too So anyways, yeah, do that And also, speaking of camellia, you could also be removing spent camellia blooms that have fallen onto the ground Go ahead and remove those from around the bush That prevents camellia petal blight So maybe get out there with a five-gallon bucket and do that Secondly, last chance to prune rose bushes to approximately one-half of their present size You know, with my knockouts I usually go back to where they're just 12 inches high. I mean, they look so ugly, but they're ready. They've already got, you know, dark, dark red, new growth, and even some leaves on them. They're ready to go. I posted a video on Facebook a few weeks ago. My poor husband had to film just such a menial task of me pruning the knockout roses. But I think it'll kind of help guide you at least not going in there all willy-nilly with the pruners, but really having some structure to how you do that. And lastly, this is kind of a tricky one. Repot house plants that you want to move outdoors. There are a lot that like the bright light, not direct sunlight, but bright light. So roots will need more room in the pot as they want to grow a little more rapidly in the sun. So the plant that you're taking outside now, like at the end of March, Boy, by the time you bring it back in, maybe in September, October, it's, it's going to be a lot bigger. Maybe ZZ plant, Croton is what I love. That is so common down in Florida. Monstera, those could get huge. A Swiss cheese plant, those get really tall. So you may want to think about staking those or have something to help those stand up. But let's talk about repotting it, though, repotting the house plants. Before you move them outdoors You want them to be in their best ideal conditions, right? So generally, step one, only move up to one inch larger pot So if you've got it in a six inch pot Look for like a seven inch pot Don't go too big Break up the roots if they've become root bound or if they started to get roots growing outside the drainage holes. You know, you want to be aware of that. And then use a good potting soil, a clean pot and clean potting soil out of the bag rather than garden soil, just because the drainage is going to be a little bit better for it, really. And also, don't plant it too deeply. So, you want to build that up with some soil, then put the plant in there, then build, keep building it up around the sides, and maybe have the, uh, the top of the, the root ball. Like about a maybe half an inch below the top rim of the pot and then you also want to make sure to cover the root ball right there where the leaves grow out or the stem grows out cover that with soil too you don't want to leave anything exposed We're going to take a break and we'll be back on green and growing 95.5 wSB the grass is
4: always
1: green around the other side caterpillar to a butterfly it's green. Growing with Ashley Frasca Plants, flowers, trees and stuff
2: Brought to you by Pike Nurseries On 95.5 WSB Welcome back to Green and Growing Here on 95.5 WSB Good Saturday morning to you Always thrilled this part of the show To have my colleague Walter Reeves Back in studio with me Walter, good morning Hey, good morning Ash So this is where we do Walter, Walter Wonders And we've had you back in week after week after week. And we brought someone extra today. Alex.
4: Alex Hello, hello. Good morning, everybody.
2: From the traffic team, ladies and gentlemen. So what got you out of bed early on a Saturday morning?
1: If you ask, I come. (laughs) That's right. She's here.
2: So what a trio we have here. So I don't think we ever all three worked together. You didn't really ever do traffic on Saturday mornings, did you?
1: No, for a little bit. Not much, though.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So here's what got us together, folks. Yes. A plant quiz. Yeah, and who put this quiz together? Me. So you're putting us on the spot. Uh-oh. I'm going to I'm going to
4: see how much you and Alex know about where plants come from. Uh-oh. Uh oh.
2: Where do babies no come from? This is just an
4: <laughs> informational, educational, humorous quiz. All
2: right. <laughs> no pressure. My hands are already We'll give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lay it on us, Walter. All right. Actually, first
4: we know that the Peach is the state fruit. I guess you call it. Georgia is known as the peach state, etc. Where did the peach originate?
2: Hmm. What country?
4: What part of the world? Where? No, looking it up.
2: No, that was my ring. Like I was buzzing in. Like I know <laughs> that was a terrible buzz. It was a tone, terrible though. buzz. Okay, um, originated country or state? Country. <sighs> Holland. That's a, mm. guess. That's a terrible guess. That's a terrible guess.
4: Alex, do better than that. Peach, Venezuela. Oh Ooh. lord! <laughs> oh my god! Are we
2: even on the right continents? No. Oh, okay.
4: Okay. <laughs> You're not even a... China, of all places, the peaches came from China. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. How did they get to I America? Have I have no idea. But somehow, somewhere, the plant explorers of fourteen ninety two decided, oh, this is a cute little fruit. Let's take it to America and plant it there in Georgia. Looked like you could grow a lot of peaches. And so they planted in Georgia. and Georgia, at one time, of course, was the highest peach producing state in the country, but no longer they do they do that
2: and Walter for and Alex, too, will learn you a little something this morning. For people that have home orchards, yeah. especially in Georgia, Growing peach trees aren't as easy as you would think. It's a lot of maintenance. Yeah. Like you've got to spray it at the right times to pr- protect against disease and insects yeah. and pruning is always yeah, a thing you right. gotta do too. So yeah, it's kinda of misleading. It, takes some dedication. it the, does.
4: The peach state is not suited as well as it should be as it should be to be growing peaches. Right. right.
2: Alex, what have you ever pruned?
4: What have I ever pruned? Yeah. Uh
2: <laughs> Did next you question? question, please. <laughs> <laughs>
4: All right, next question, please. Uh, Alex, we know that Georgia is a great producer of peanuts. Where did peanuts come from?
1: Same way here, Guessing the country?
4: The country, yeah.
1: Let's go with Ireland.
4: Oh. What about (laughs) Ireland ever brought peanuts to your mind? (laughs) Did you just wake up for something? Yes. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) that must be it. It is early on Saturday. Actually, better than that, uh, where did peanuts come from?
2: My thought process is going to be, there are a lot of monkeys in South America, oh, yeah. and maybe monkeys like peanuts, so I'm going to go right. with Colombia.
4: I'm going to give you South America, and you're right. Yes. Oh, look exactly. at that. We're go with it. Board. Peanuts, South America. That's exactly right.
2: Colombia is one of the biggest countries there, so I just figured land space. I, I doesn't have
4: anything to do with monkeys as far as I know, peanuts, <laughs> <because, laughs> well, yes, South logic America. But the how it got yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So what country? Uh, Brazil, okay. uh, Bolivia, places like that. Wow. All right, we know that uh, here's a food stuff for us. We know that a lot of Italian dishes have tomatoes in them. Where are tomatoes from? Ashley Frasco, where are tomatoes? Where did they
2: originate? Thousands of years ago. Long ago, long ago. Well, you just said Italian food, so I'm gonna go with Italy. No. That that wasn't a hint? A really no. obvious hint? No. no. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, Alex, Williams,
4: where did tomatoes come from?
1: Tomatoes, let's see. I am going to go with Germany.
4: Oh, you two. You <laughs> too. Oh my gosh. Oh, we're so bad. You could not be wronger.
2: <laughs> wronger. Is that a word? You yeah. could not be wronger. In this case, absolutely.
4: Tomatoes, South America. Oh. South America oh. again. And how did tomatoes get from South America to Italy? Again, Columbus you know, said, oh, look, this little red thing right here. It looks poisonous to me. Mm-hmm. Let's take it to Italy. And in Italy, they you know waited a couple hundred years before they would even taste it. But then when they did taste it, they thought, man, this would be good with dough, pizza, lasagna, spaghetti, all those things with tomatoes from South America. I love tomatoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. in
2: everything. Sure, sure, sure. So tell me then, with South America being the theme just then yeah. with tomatoes and peanuts, is there any common thread and how those two things in particular are grown, that they're both successful wow. in, in that region.
4: Not to my knowledge, other than it's just a good, South America has arid as well as um, humid environments, and so you got a lot of things that could grow, potentially could grow and become you know healthy big plants and feed us, I guess. I don't know much more than that. Okay. All right. Well, Alex, you, you like the hints out here. <laughs> Where did Irish potatoes come from? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Ireland. No. Ashley, 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 a potato Ashley, famine Ashley. and all of that. You yeah, know, right. Yeah. Think.
2: Potatoes. I'm yeah. going to go with, this is really like, I can't even name a country that would make sense. Um, right. Germany.
4: <sighs> oh, no. South America. Okay. Golly. Once again, South, answer, America. I'm South America.
1: So where did they get the name Irish potatoes?
4: I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, they're white. A lot of people in Ireland are white-skinned people. There you go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe. All right. Maybe, maybe, maybe.
2: maybe. You know what I'm doing this month, as a matter of fact? Yeah. What What you've told me for years, taking a Rubbermaid bin. Yeah. You cut holes in the bottom of just a big Rubbermaid Mm -hmm. bin, fill it with perlite, which is like white, foamy, styrofoamy looking stuff. Perlite's a good growing medium. And you take, like, take a potato and let it just stay in your pantry and grow eyes, you know, when it starts getting spuds on it. Cube those eyes off and cut the potato in pieces stick them in the perlite, in the Rubbermaid bin, keep it outside, yep. let it get rained on, let it do all this, yep. and I'm going to have me some potatoes.
4: They'll grow in that thing okay. like you would not believe, a big old tater bin, and you just, you just dump it out on a tarp or on your patio, and you get all these clean little white potatoes that you can eat right there. See, that seems much bin.
1: easier than uh, the peaches. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. you
2: don't get soil right. on your hands. You don't get no dirty. Dirt. You don't need you yeah. know to put them in the ground. So, yeah, did did I leave out a step or is that? I think you got I, it. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm there.
4: You cover them up as, as it grows in the bin. You cover them up every six weeks, uh, every two weeks. Keep really. mounding up yeah, against mounding. This, yeah.
2: the stalk. Okay.
4: All right, now a question. Uh, a frasca. Okay. Uh, give me any fruit or nut or edible thing that originated in North America. Silence fills the room.
2: Philly cheesesteak.
4: Uh, I'm talking on a plant. You know, Philly, oh. two seconds. Good, good guess. <laughs> You're close, but
2: um, no. oh, blueberries. Darn, she's got one. That's exactly wow. right.
4: That's exactly right. Blueberries, native to North America.
2: Wild. They started off wild, they started like in, in the Tiny little
4: bitty things, and then you know, farmers would take them and breed them back and forth with each other to make larger fruit. And so you now you got large, you know, big blueberries. But yeah, originally they were native to North America yeah you got it
2: let alex maybe try to think of one but give him like the um direct him if there's a fruit or a vegetable or a a nut or something yeah Yeah.
4: all right alex category nut all right category georgia grows a heck of a lot of them category i'm gonna give you more hints than that
1: i have two that i'm thinking of all right i'm gonna go with the
4: pecan First time, and yes. man got one, one right there. Piss for Alex. That's exactly right. Pecan. Good. Mm-hmm. Native or, you know, part of North America, probably Illinois, Mid America, that's where the pecan came from over there. Name a wild fruit, Ashley Fresco, that is native to North America. A wild fruit, grows in trees. Um, possums love them. And you know how I love possums, but possums. on trees? It grows on trees. It's a fruit. And possums absolutely love them. Do you have one around that I can ask? possum let me think excuse, uh, me. excuse me sir Petun- uh, 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 no, no, no possums.
2: um i mean that shot out every fruit that i was going to guess because i was thinking yeah. shrubs bushes um oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh Yeah.
4: Uh, all right alex you yeah. look a little got that. Like uh, what do you think alex and it's a fruit it's a fruit yeah cherries no oh.
2: that's a good guess though
4: good guess persimmons oh yeah possums love to get to the persimmon tree and eat persimmons all night long, underneath you see possum poop full of persimmon seed, and <laughs> so that's how new trees get There yeah. you go. Interestingly enough, there are both American and Asian persimmons, and that is because back long ago, when the world was one great huge continent, it split, and so this tree that was producing something like a persimmon split apart. Part of the you know genus of the species went to China, right, and part of it stayed here in America, so you now have. Two different kinds of persimmons, a large-fruited Asian persimmon, big fish-sized things, and a small-fruited American persimmon. And there you go. Both of them. Right. Right. Yeah.
2: And you've never eaten a persimmon. I have not. Me neither. So we're, we're together on that.
4: Uh, one or two last ones, common fruits, another fruit, tree, and you use it to make a pie, a very delicious pie. In fact, I'll tell you, apple pie, where's it come from? Where's the apple come from?
1: Is it still countries?
2: Uh, yeah. I'm going to go with Canada.
4: Uh, I'll yeah. tell you another clue. It's a Stan. A what? A, a country whose name ends in Stan. No. Kazakhstan. <laughs> Alex, you're the man. You got us exactly right. No, Kazakhstan. No, no. Not Uzbekistan. How's it no,
2: no, that's not right. Real, real. Are you serious? Yeah, 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 yeah. There you
4: go. He is right.
2: Oh, geez. All right. I, I Alex oh, like something I for that. That was actually really good. All I right. didn't even know that was a real country. I thought that was a made-up name. <laughs> Oh, God. We'll
4: do geography next week. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Will you come back for a geography lesson? Well, Walter, hold that thought. I want a couple of final questions from you. Yes. But we've got to take a break. We're going to step out and check traffic and weather, and we'll be back on Green and Growing. You're listening to 95.5 WS.
1: You may have to work from home, but who says you can't have your friends over listen to eric von hessler eric erickson and mark Aram. live on your smart speaker tell your device play 95.5 wsb i'm wsb media rogers kirk mullers with land's most accurate dependable forecast this afternoon mostly to partly cloudy highs 82 to 84 low 66. tomorrow a 30 percent chance of a light shower in the morning mostly cloudy highs 76 Monday, mostly cloudy, high 71, low 55.
2: Okay, so we've got Walter Reeves and Alex Williams in studio. We're back on green and growing. And Alex, we're doing a plant origin quiz. And I'm mm. doing better than I thought. I was going to say, are we <laughs> mentally keeping score? I think we're both kind of close, like I three and three, three maybe. You are, yeah, like two and
4: three, green. something like that. Yeah. So, right, Walter, smarts. you're stumping us. couple of easy ones, a couple of easy ones. Uh, oranges. Citrus Plants, of generally, where Somewhere near from? the
2: equator, which is warm, yeah, tropical place. But remember,
4: some countries go from the equator over to cold places, too, so it could be all over the place. Some countries are great, big, huge, wide places that have both hot and cold.
2: I'm going to go with Spain.
4: Florence. Try Alex. Oranges. Greece.
2: Ooh. I like that guess better than Spain. And both of them
4: just equally, equally wrong. <laughs> That's good. They're both equally. China. Oh. I don't know, China. Why We're not getting China. Why you just comes there. from China? Yeah, What's yeah, the guy in China? See, that's why I gave you the hint. It could be some places both warm and cold, which China, of course, is warm and yeah. cold. Okay. The Tibet. Places so like that.
2: China's landscape, I mean, it's yeah. such a huge country, but think they've got everything. They've got mountains, valleys, yeah, a little sure. bit of water, mm-hmm. just everything, right? So that makes it, yeah. a, again, a,
4: again, a good place. Like South America, a place where a lot of plants can grow and a lot of people, too. And people, of course, are there to... Well, to eat the plants, basically, to find things that are edible to support their villages and their families and things like that. Wow. You want know, one last one? One more for us. All right, one last one. And this is the easy one because we all three love, 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 love it. Chocolate. Alex, where does the ingredients for a Snicker bar or Hershey Kiss? Holland. Holland. Holland it's a good guess. Fresca?
2: You've been on a garden tour to a country where you brought me back chocolate.
4: I did. It was Holland. And it was wrong.
2: <laughs> it was Holland?
4: it was Holland, but that's not where they originally the from. Right? It was his answer. It was right? it was guess. Wrong, oh, yes. oh no. I thought
2: maybe it was Vietnam and then I was no, no, so that's where he, I was like, no. no okay. No. Um where does chocolate come from? Chocolate grows from a bean? Uh
4: yes, you say that. A pod that has a bean inside. Yeah.
2: Okay. Kind of like coffee.
4: Yeah, kinda like coffee. Okay. Exactly.
2: So chocolate comes
4: from Ooh.
2: Brazil, Venezuela.
4: Central America. I'm going to give it to you. Okay. I think you're right. Central yes. America chocolate. Yes, okay. that's where it comes from. Nice. And they have the pie. They take the bean out. They ferment it. They roast it, and then grind it up and make chocolate. A little sugar to make it sweet. There you go. Chocolate. Have
2: you been there on a tour?
4: I've not been to that part of Central America I've been to, or South America. I've been to Costa Rica. They go, grow chocolate there. I've been to other countries that have it as well.
2: Alex who knew you'd find yourself on a garden show
4: Not me but it was fun I enjoyed doing it thank you guys for having me Thank you for coming in and
2: Walter thanks for being part of the show As always we'll talk to you next Saturday
4: Looking forward to it
2: So coming up in the next hour of the show as we have promised protecting yourself and your wallet, much like Clark Howard does, from bad landscape companies. A lot of you use them, whether it's because you don't have the time or you just don't know how to maintain that lawn of yours, but I want to make sure you stay protected. So we called in folks from the Urban Ag Council and they're going to give us some tips and some advice on just making sure that you can stay on top of the things that are being done to treat your lawn. All of that and more coming up on Green and Growing 95.5 WSB.
1: For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by.